Good morning. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com. It's the 4th of February, and it's the weekend. There was an article in Politico this morning, and it featured a talk by the vice president's wife. I was going to call him a wife. The vice president's husband, a Jewish man named Imhoff. And he was waxing long and elegantly about the threat to his Jewish identity and about how they must do everything necessary, anything necessary, anything by all means necessary in order to protect his race. He says, I'm a Jew. I'm proud of being a Jew. That's who I am. And there's so much, there's a rise of, of anti-Semitism, which means hatred towards Jews. And uh, it, it and they had the some sort of emissary from, uh, I don't know, the U.S. government from the Biden administration to combat anti-Semitism, hate against Jews. And so I took that article, I took the article right out of political, and I basically, for every time they said Jew, I put in white. <laughs> and I posted it up at uh, bloodandfaith.com. And I'll, 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 I'll read you some of what I said. The title of the article is, By Any Means Necessary. We must eliminate the hatred towards our people. Being white is our identity. It's my identity. Anti-white beliefs must be combated by any means necessary. For too long, people have failed to take anti-white hatred seriously. This is a very real threat to whites, and that alone makes it worth fighting with all our soul and with all our mind. All right, now, that's what the article said, except invert whites with Jews. And my question is, I wonder if the vice president's husband, a Jewish man, is going to get a visit by the FBI or some federal law enforcement agencies that are going to investigate to see whether or not he's inciting violence towards other people, inciting racial hatred, inciting division. If a white man would say this, they're going to have two federal law enforcement agents show up and demand uh, an interview. Been there, done that. Um, but they can probably say this because they're in a special category. Now, if there's one thing I could communicate to the Christians out there and the non-Christians is that there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new about the tactics, techniques, and procedures of those who call themselves Jews. There's nothing new about this. But because we've lost biblical literacy in the United States of America, people have no idea what's going on, no idea whatsoever. If you go back and you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the book of Acts, you'll say, oh, yeah, I recognize this. I know exactly what this is. I've seen this before. Didn't the Jews come out in the book of Acts and say, you're trying to bring the blood of this man upon our heads, Act, acting, like the, acting like the victims? Acting like the victims. When just, gosh, not many months before that was written, it was the Jews out there that said, we want Jesus Christ crucified. And Pilate said, I find this man innocent. And the Jews said, hey, th this man's blood be upon our heads and the heads of our children. And then you got, you know, a few months later, the Jews were acting all persecuted. Oh, my God, Paul. Oh, Peter. Oh, John, you're trying to bring this man's blood upon our heads. It's the same today. 
You've got these Jews saying, oh, you're trying to incite racial hatred against us for blaming us for the death of Jesus Christ. The same thing, that the, the same reaction the Jews had in the book of Acts. Oh, we're persecuted. You're trying to blame us for the death of Jesus. Yes, I am. Yes, we are. That's exactly what Stephen said in Acts chapter 7 when he preached the gospel to, uh, to the, 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 the Sanhedrin, the entire government of the Jews. He says, you, have be, you, you, you are of your sons. You're the sons of those who murdered the prophets, and you've murdered the righteous one. You've murdered the righteous one. You go back and you read what Jesus Christ said over and over and over again. He says, y'all are trying to kill me. Y'all are trying to murder me. Jesus Christ said this. Jesus Christ. It's the red, man. It's in the red. And here you go, 2,000 years later. Oh, we're persecuted because you're saying that we're guilty of the death of Jesus Christ. Yes, you're right. I am. Because that's what the Holy Scriptures say. Not going to apologize for that. And, and the deal is the Christians got to stop apologizing for that. That's, that's, that's what gets me. Christians are more afraid of, of the Jews than they are of Jesus Christ. And they go out there and they, they accuse and accuse, and, 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 they're the, and they're the hypocrites. One thing about the Pharisees, Pharisees, again, are the forerunners of today's rabbis. Okay, They are the spiritual placeholders for Talmudic Judaism. Without them, there would be no Judaism. And I think we've covered this before, but over a thousand years ago, a, a large tribe, large nation in, in the region of the Ukraine converted to Judaism. Mass conversion to Judaism. That's where we get the bulk of the Jews today. Not exclusively, but the, the vast majority of them. They call them Ashkenazi Jews, Gazarian Jews. They were converts. And like their spiritual ancestors, the Pharisees, they would have one they have one role for themselves and another role for somebody else. Here in this article in Political in Politico.com. They're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm a Jew. I'm proud to be a Jew. Those are my people. Well, imagine a white person said that. Oh, you can't say that. That's fascism. That's a, that's a white supremacy. Oh, but they can say it. And, and, and honestly, I'm, gla I'm glad they're saying it. I'm glad they're proud of their race. I'm glad they're pr proud of their people. I, God bless them. Well, I, maybe I won't go that far. But every people is supposed to be proud of their race. But the point is, they're hypocrites, man. They're hypocrites. They're saying, hey, we're, we're proud of our race, but white people cannot be proud of theirs. We're proud of being Jews, but white people must be ashamed of being whites. It's really phenomenal, except that we've already been warned about this. We've already been told that this, is, this was the case. It's right there in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus Christ went after these Pharisees, the equivalent of, of the Jews of today, and said, you were of your father, the devil. You're hypocrites. you hypocrites. you got one rule for yourselves, different rule for everybody else. What stuns me is that the church is ignorant, and, and the people in America at large are ignorant of it. Now, why are they ignorant? Because those people, the synagogue of Satan, have done everything they can to make the Holy Scriptures illegal in government schools. All right? ACLU and all these other atheistic associations made the Holy Scriptures and praying in Jesus' name illegal in the government schools. So people come out of schools, and they have, no, they have no idea what the Scriptures say. They have no idea. And they won't read it. Oh, that's religious, because we're told that, oh, that's, it doesn't matter. And so when you're preyed upon by a group of powerful hypocrites, 
There's no context for understanding this. And that's where we find ourselves in America in 2023. You've got the, the vice president's husband, Jewish man, saying things that would be forbidden for a white to be, to, to be said. You have a special envoy for combating anti-Semitism. But man, you can't have a special envoy to, to commentate, comment uh, uh, to fight hatred towards whites. This is the hypocrisy that Jesus Christ was talking about. This isn't a, a personal moral failing. And I've talked about this a lot. Hypocrisy is not a personal moral failing. A personal moral failing is just that. It's a personal moral failing. It's this institutional systemic hypocrisy where you layer one set of laws on a people, but you yourself are, 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 uh, uh, you don't have to abide by them. For example, thou shalt not commit murder. Jesus said, oh yeah, you can't commit murder, but we can commit murder, and we'll murder Jesus Christ, and we'll murder Stephen, and we'll arrest the Christians, and we'll vote to put them to death, said Paul. That's the institutional hypocrisy that Jesus Christ is talking about, that the church needs to start talking about again. But they're terrified of these this Antichrist people, terrified of the synagogue of Satan. It's like, man, it's just it's the Bible. Just read the Bible. And you got a lot of European men and women who won't go around the church, won't go around Christians, because the Christians and the churches have bent the knee and they grovel before those who murdered Jesus Christ. It's really quite amazing. It's really phenomenal. And I would remind the church that Satan is the deceiver of entire nations. He's not the dude that goes and tempts you to uh, you know, smoke that cigarette. That's small potatoes, man. He's not worried about that. Smoke a cigarette, don't smoke a cigarette. No, uh-uh. That, that ain't it. He's the deceiver of nations. Satan is the deceiver of nations. What does that mean? To be deceived is to think something that is true that is absolutely not true, but you're convinced it is true. Such as what? Such as the idea that, that the earth was created after the sun and the moon and the stars. Earth was not created after the sun and the moon and the stars. Earth was created before the sun and the moon and the stars. Well, Fritz, that just proves you lost your mind. That's fine. That's fine. Say what you want. That's called deception. You don't think the devil's in the business of deception? He's deceived the whole world, man. He's deceived the whole world. Go read the Revelation. He deceives the nations. He deceived the whole world. We weren't created by God. We're a byproduct of time and chance. He deceives the whole world. His lies are big. There's not tempting you to smoke a cigarette. Get over yourself. You're not that important. Smoking your cigarette. Go, go smoke your cigarette. He deceives nations. He deceives the whole... The Bible says he deceives the whole world. You're a byproduct of time and chance. That's the accepted understanding of the nature of reality in, in most of the world today. And if you don't believe that, oh, you're just, you know, that's your religious, your religious idea. And it's looked down on. It's, it's mocked. It's ridiculed. This is called blasphemy, too, by the way. This is, this, this is what blasphemy is. Blasphemy is to say that God didn't create the heavens and the earth. We're a byproduct of time and chance. That's blasphemy. So when you read about the beast that blasphemes in the Revelation, that's blasphemy. It's the stuff that you already believe today, church. Oh, there was no great flood. It was a local flood. No, man, that's blasphemy. There's a global flood. Everybody that came out of that flood was on the ark, eight people. Oh, Jesus Christ, you know, he he and you know, he Mary was an unwed mother, and you know, we don't, you know, could have been Joseph, could have been somebody else that was the father, and 
Yeah, he died, uh, you know, 2,000 years ago. And the Christians say he rose from the dead. That's all blasphemy, man. That's all blasphemy. The, the beast blasphemes. Y'all are looking for some dude out there, and I'm telling you, stop it. The, the blasphemy. Oh, of course Mary wasn't a virgin. That's just, that's the story we tell. <laughs> it's called blasphemy. This, in fact, that's blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That's what the Jews is. They blasphemed against the Holy Spirit on two accounts that I can count. On one, the Jew says, hey, hey, uh, uh, you cast out demons by the spirit of, of Satan himself. That was blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. It's the unforgivable sin, both in this life and the next. The other is the, the parentage of Jesus Christ. And they said right there in the Scriptures, you were born of fornication, Jesus. You're a bastard. Again, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ was conceived of by the Holy Spirit. So on two counts, they blasphemed the Holy Spirit. Unforgivable sin, both in this age and the age to come. And you got a lot of Christians out there, oh, I think I committed the unpardonable sin. I, I smoked two cigarettes. <laughs> no, man, that ain't it. That ain't it. There's an institutional blasphemy that carries over from the fathers to the children. It shall not be forgiven in this age or the age to come. When you slander the person, the slander the Holy Spirit, the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit on who cast out the devils. It wasn't Satan, it was the Holy Spirit. On who caused the conception of Jesus Christ. It, it wasn't some fornicator, it was the Holy Spirit. It's all there, man. It's all there in the Scriptures. It's all there. But because we're ignorant of the Holy Scriptures, because we don't read it, as Christians, we don't read it as pastors. We don't preach it as pastors because it's too controversial. Because we don't want to get the, the seed of the serpent upset because they're going to see their hypocrisy. What's their hypocrisy? they got one rule for you, different rule for them. So they can gather all the power in, in the government. Vice president, special envoy for protecting uh, just their own race. Their own race, not everybody, their own. It ain't for anybody else. The special envoy to combat anti-Semitism ain't to help the blacks, ain't to help the Mexicans, ain't to help the Native Americans. It's only for the Jews. This is hypocrisy. This is the institutional hypocrisy that the Holy Scriptures talks about, that Jesus Christ talks about. And the church won't go there. Christians don't want to go there. Oh, that's anti-Semitic. <laughs> and because we're ignorant of the Holy Scriptures, we're trapped and locked into bondage by them. Oh, you can't say them. I, look, go read the article in Political. Go to bloodandfaith.com. It's called By Any Means Necessary. And invert the words, Jew to white. And, and then ask yourself, what's going on here? And my answer is, it's the same thing that went on 2,000 years ago with Jesus Christ. They're hypocrites. Been hypocrites the whole time. And, and you got these Christians out there saying, oh, they're God's chosen people. No, they fit the definition of the Antichrist. 1 John 2, 22. We've got to free our minds. If, if we're going to get out of this stuff, we have to free our minds. We're not there yet. We haven't freed our minds yet. Once we free our minds, boom, it's, everything's going to roll downhill. But until we do this, we're, we're fighting against, against things we know not of. Satan is the deceiver of entire nations. He deceives the church. You don't believe me? Well, what, where is the scripture? It says a strong deception that even some of the elect would be deceived. Well, they are today. They're already deceived today. 
They grovel before the Antichrist, literally groveling before the Antichrist. Will kiss their feet, do anything for them, apologize for them, send billions and trillions of dollars to them. Call them God's chosen people when they explicitly reject Jesus Christ. It's really quite stunning, but this is what Satan does. He's the deceiver of entire nations. He's the deceiver of the whole world. Now, the antidote for deception is the Holy Scriptures. And I know, you can go read the Holy Scriptures. Oh, Jesus made more bread. He made more fish. Everybody likes that. Satan doesn't even mind that. Satan quoted Scriptures to Jesus Christ. Well, go ahead and fall down, Jesus. Your angels will catch you. That's what the Scriptures say. Satan's got no problem quoting the Holy Scriptures. None whatsoever. But he twists them. He twists them. Which is the same thing he did to Eve right at the garden, has God really said? Did God really say that? <laughs> he throws a bunch of truth out there and gets that little line to get hooked. And he tried to do the same thing with Jesus. Well, here's some truth, Jesus. Here's this, what the Scripture says right there in black and white. you got to be smarter than that, people. And that's why you got to have biblical literacy. You have to know the Bible from Genesis through the Revelation. And you got this Christian church that has given it up. They've gone the way of the Jews. The church has gone the way of the Jews. What's that? What's the way of the Jews? It's the leaven of the Pharisees. What's the leaven of the Pharisees? It's their teachings and their doctrines. They're saying, yeah, I know what it says, but it really doesn't mean that. It means something else. That's what the Jews did. That's what the Talmud is. They'll tell you that. I mean, I've, I've quoted that article in uh, JerusalemPost.com, I think 5 August 2019, is the New Testament anti-Semitic. And the Jews come right out and say it. Look, our, our great strength is that we have our oral tradition that reinterprets what is written to mean, they don't say this, but to mean whatever we want it to mean. And they're very open about this is, this is what we're doing with our quote-unquote Christian brothers to get them to re either explicitly reject what the Holy Scriptures say or to interpret to, to mean something else entirely. Church, this is the road you've already gone down. You're not going to go down to it. You've gone down it. Now is the time to repent. Now is the time to come out of that stuff. Oh, I can't. It's too hard. The Jews will hate me. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. What do you want? What did you sign up for? A religion? A morality club? This is why I keep hammering on this. I'm not about a... I'm a... I have a king. I have a God. His name is Jesus Christ. I've sworn an oath of loyalty to him. Nothing will breach that loyalty. I will be loyal to him forever. And it has nothing to do with whether or not I smoked that cigarette today or yesterday or I didn't. I'm going to be loyal to what him and what he said. I don't want to smoke cigarettes. I don't want to sin. Nobody likes to do that stuff. But by God, I'm going to be loyal to Jesus Christ. And how do I am loyal to that? I'm loyal to what he said. I'm proud of what Jesus Christ said in Revelation 2.9, in Revelation 3.9, in John 8.44. I'm proud of what he said. Wear it like a banner, man. Wear it as a banner of honor. Oh, we can't say that. And the church has done everything it can to throw Jesus Christ in the back closet and come out with a new Jesus Christ that's an antichrist, that's a fake Jesus Christ, that has no bearing to the Jesus Christ of the Holy Scriptures. They've produced, their, they, they're in cohort, cahoots with the great whore of Babylon to drag out a new corporate antichrist, the beast, that never offends the synagogue of Satan. We're wrapped deep in that. I, I don't think I even understand how bad it is yet. 
as, as, as provocative as you think what I say is, I don't think I've even plumbed the depths of this deception yet. The antidote is the Holy Scriptures. And that's, you know, I don't, you know, my deal isn't the Holocaust. My deal isn't the, uh, you know, the protocols of elders design. I, I, I got nothing to do with all that stuff. It's the Holy Scriptures. Put a mean up on my page the other day. Who radicalized you, Fritz? I said, the Bible did, man. Jesus Christ radicalized me. Back in the day, so oh, you need to be radically committed to Jesus Christ. Well, what does that even mean? I don't know what that means. I don't know that I did then either. I tell you what, you want to be radically committed to Jesus Christ, say what he said out of his mouth. Say the things that offend the seed of the serpent. Say the things that offend the synagogue of Satan. Oh, but you're going to run and you're going to hide behind some scriptures that you were not supposed to be offensive to any man. Yet Jesus Christ was. So was Peter, Paul, John, Stephen, Moses, Jeremiah, David. Satan he throws that little scripture out to Jesus. Oh, Jesus, you can fall and trip. The angels will catch you. Truth, Bible. Jesus says, <laughs> snake, <laughs> devil. That's what I'm saying. And, 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 and Christians are out there and pastors are out there. Oh, we have to honor the authorities. Romans 13, honor the authorities. Do what they say. Bow the knee, bend the knee, and scrape, and do what they say. Oh, and you wouldn't even be there, Pastor if Peter and Paul and John had, had obeyed the authorities. You wouldn't even be there. You wouldn't even know about the Holy Scriptures. You'd be damned and gone to hell because you wouldn't know the gospel of Jesus Christ if all the disciples and apostles had obeyed the government authorities 2,000 years ago. And it's like, wake up, church, wake up. Oh, we got to obey. No, no, no. You don't have to obey Satan. You don't have to obey the seed of the serpent. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel. They all just said, up yours, government. Up yours, man. Up yours. Gave him the big fat middle finger publicly. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel gave the middle finger to the legitimate government authorities publicly. Oh, they weren't good Christians. They disobeyed Romans 13. And that's the average pastor today. Why can't... Biblical illiteracy. They tried that same crap with Jesus Christ. Satan did. Well, here's the scripture. You got to do this. You can do this. Jesus said, up yours, man. Up yours. Twisted little liar, you deceiver. He's a deceiver of the whole world. We ain't getting out of this unless we say the hard things, people. We're not getting out of this unless we're willing to say the hard things. And I got news for you. Hard times are coming. I don't think we've begun to see them yet. And all this little nonsense where we're playing footsie with, with the whore of Babylon, where we've become one with the whore of Babylon, then people are going to say, yeah, I'm part of the whore of Babylon and I'm a Judeo-Christian. Or they're going to say, you know what? I'd rather die. I'd rather physically die than bend the knee to the whore or to the Antichrist, which rules the world today. They rule the world today. 666 isn't the number of some dude. It's, the Bible says it's the number of the beast. And it's a human number. <laughs> I'm playing around with this idea. I mean, you tell me what you think. 666, corporate man, the demos, the people, democracy. 
It's a different kind of beast, man. Remember, it's a different. A beast is an empire. It's a global empire. It's a different kind of beast. It's a different kind of empire. Different than all the ones that went before it. Not a monarchy. Not an empire. Not the Caesar. It's a democracy. Play around with it. See what you think. Does that fit? Does that work? I'm telling you, folks. I'm telling you. We're just getting started. We're going to have a rebellion that breaks out against the Antichrist. Right now we're asleep, but it's going to break out and it's going to be like fire. And the Antichrist is quite upset about it right now. That's evidence of this article in Politico. They're terrified. They're t the Jews are terrified, man. They're terrified. <laughs> There's an awakening going on. They know my name. ADL knows my name. Wrote a letter to my employer. Says we need fire Fritz Bergeron. United States Congress knows my name. 75 congressmen wrote a letter to my employer saying, fire Fritz Bergen. We're outraged that he still works for you. It's all public, man. They put it up on the Internet. It's all public. You can find it for yourself. This ain't any secret inside information. Of course, they don't pass it on to me. i got to go find it. Some third party will inform me. Hey, did you know this, Fritz? <laughs> Christian, you got to stop being scared, man. You got to open up your mouth. Be brave. Be bold. It's li it's extremely liberating. Is it scary? Yeah. Is it dangerous? Yeah. Will you have b bad consequences towards you? Yeah. And again, I'll, I'll go back two thousand years ago. What happened when you got kicked out of the synagogue? You got depersoned. You got demonetized. You got deplatformed. That's what it meant to be kicked out of the synagogue. If you were kicked being in the synagogue, you were mean. It means you were a respectable member of society. You could buy and sell and rent. You could do business with people. But if you got kicked out, you were cut off, man. Nobody's going to buy from you. Nobody's going to sell to you. You can't rent your house out to somebody. You can't rent a house. You were depersoned. You're dehumanized. It's the same people. It's the same TTPs 2,000 years later. I'm telling you, guys, you're looking for something in the wrong place. Oh, the enemy's cultural Marxism. <laughs> Frankfurt School, who's behind cultural Marxism? Go look it up. 1 Thessalonians 2.15, the Jews are the enemy of all mankind. All mankind. All mankind, but nobody will say it. People won't step up. And You know, I've listened to a couple little podcasts here and there. And, oh, it's this, it's that, it's the Russians, it's the Chinese, it's the, it's the deep state, it's the corrupt state, it's the uh, elite uh, co-option by the, China, the CCP, it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, these, the, all these people. But they won't say what the Holy Scriptures say. That's the thing. They won't say what the Holy Scriptures say. They're ashamed of the words of Jesus Christ. The Jews are the enemies of all mankind. 1 Thessalonians 2.15. The Jews are, they claim to be Jews, but they're not. They're not Jews. They're of the synagogue of Satan. Oh, we can't say that. That's anti-Semitic. That's fine. Cast down your loyalties today. Say who you're loyal to. You're loyal to Jesus Christ and the Holy Scriptures? God, this is a great time to be alive. It's a wonderful place, time to be alive. Don't wish you were alive 2,000 years ago. We're in the same position today. Oh, man, we're lucky to be alive. Open up your voice and, and declare loudly what Jesus Christ said. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful time we live in. Oh, it's hard. It's dangerous. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? I put up another post this morning about anonymity and, 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 and Christians. And I said, you know, how come there's so many people like here on Gab? They're Christians, but it's, they won't have their face up there. They won't have their name up there. And I said, actually, there's an answer for that. 
It's out of the book of John. I think it's John 12.42. I can't remember exactly. And the Bible says there's many, many, many believed in Jesus Christ. Many even Jews that believed in Jesus Christ. But they wouldn't acknowledge him publicly because they were afraid of the Pharisees. They were afraid they were going to get dehumanized, literally cast out of the synagogue. And boom, they're gone. Economically, socially, they're gone. They're non-persons. They've destroyed their livelihood. Ah. But the time comes when a man's got to stand up. And probably my greatest, the greatest hero I have in the Bible. Somebody that not many people pay attention to or know about. He's, I mean, there's a lot of great heroes, but this man, I love this man. I love him. So his name is Joseph of Arimathea. He is one of those. He is one of those that said, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but I don't want to get, I don't want my whole life destroyed because I believe in Jesus Christ. So nobody knew about it. He kept his mouth shut. until Jesus Christ was crucified. And then he said, it ain't worth it, man. Ain't nothing worth it. Ain't nothing worth it. My honor is not worth a couple shekels from the damned synagogue. Damned by God synagogue. Synagogue of Satan. It's not worth it. And he went... He went to Pilate. He went to Pilate when Jesus Christ was dead, before he rose from the dead, before the resurrection. There was no upside for Joseph of Arimathea. There was no upside for him. The dude was dead. He hadn't risen from the dead yet. And Joseph said, I, I can't live this way. It's not worth staying alive another day if I have to live in fear and shame. And I can't have the honor of standing with an honorable man, an honorable man that was hated by the Jews, hated by every, everybody, not everybody, but hated by the system. He went to Pilate when Jesus Christ was literally, he was dead. He hadn't resurrected yet. He said, give me his body. I'm going to bury him. I'm going to put him in my own tomb. He publicly linked his name with a, a man that was a traitor to the Sanhedrin, as far as the Sanhedrin were concerned, publicly linked his name to Jesus Christ. There was no upside. I mean, he knew he was going to get kicked out of the Sanhedrin. He knew his economic... He was a rich man. He knew his economic life was over and destroyed. I'm sure his wife would have left him. He's like, yeah, I'm out of here, man. I don't know about you, but you know, you, you fallen some dead man. Uh-uh, I'm, I'm gone. Give me half my stuff. I'm out of here. Probably his old lady divorced him, got kicked out of the synagogue. All his business partners left, foreclosed on his house. All his wealth was gone. He, become a, he became a non-person. That's why I honor Joseph of Arimathea. He, at the worst possible time, he stood up. He says, I'm with Jesus Christ. I'm with him. I don't care. I know there's nothing I can get out of this. I know there's nothing I can get out of this. But that's, he decided who I am. This is a great time to be alive, my friends, my brothers. It's a great time to be alive. Say the words that Jesus Christ said. Don't grovel before those who murdered him and murdered the apostles and the prophets. Go read about the whore, about the great city, Babylon and the whore and the beast. They all work together. 
In her was found the blood of the prophets and all the witnesses of Jesus Christ. Who murders the witnesses of Jesus Christ? It's those that call themselves Jews but lie. You go back and read the history of Russia in the 20th century. Who ran his secret police? It was those that called themselves Jews, and they slaughtered Christians by the millions. That's why they came up with a law that says you can't be anti-Semitic. Trotsky the Jew, it's all there. But it's become illegal to notice, just like it was illegal under the Soviet Union to notice. We're just getting started. We're just breaking this egg open. We've got a big omelet to make. Join me. Fritz Berger, bloodandfaith.com.